if you still are not convinced that you are a people pleaser <laughs> or have people pleasing tendencies, then this next part, this next segment of our show is for you because we're about to play. Are you a people pleaser? of season seven of the i'm uncomfortable podcast the podcast for people who want to be okay with being uncomfortable we're your hosts vanessa and melissa and today we're gonna get into some discomfort and to help us with that we have our glasses of wine <laughs> which was <laughs> melissa's idea cheers yeah it's... i was a little surprised when you were like hey you want some wine because normally you know, I'm, the wine I'm not in my normal environment right now it's been a rough couple of days there's a wine in the fridge for me that i typically don't have so why not yeah. why not <laughs> okay we've transitioned to like white middle-aged lady very quickly <laughs> me with my white wine okay wait but i actually am not um so i'm recovering from food poisoning which oh my is, god you um, are i forgot i'm sorry i suggested no, alcohol <laughs> no whatever um whatever uh that's i maybe that's my uncomfortable moment or at least part of it so i i've definitely part of it i've been um I don't know. I had food poisoning last week and I thought, I thought I would be done with it because I Googled it and it was like, oh, like 24 to 48 hours, mm -hmm. 24 hours passes. I don't feel better. I'm pretty mad. Fine. <laughs> 40, 48 hours passes. I'm not feeling that much better. I've already thrown up by this point. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm now super mad because it's 48 hours and I'm still not feeling better. So for basically like a week, like, I finally felt okay eating. I actually feel hungry today. But mm -hmm. up until yesterday, for like a week, I was just like mad. And I was like trying to eat, but then it would hurt. Just frustrating. So I'm going to hit myself with a little immunity shot. Well, cheers to you. I'll drink I water. Oh, Health. <laughs> and I have two peanut M&Ms as my reward. Until you suggested the wine. And then I was like, oh, perfect. Perfect little treat. It's grapes. That was me being uncomfortable. And I'm okay. going to build on that later for our topic. But like, why are you uncomfortable? <laughs> well, speaking of apartment sitting, I, again, am not in my normal situation. I am in my brother's apartment currently. And I had the worst sleep of my life. I am not in my normal bed. I woke up four times. Four? Oh, my goodness. Oh, he took it as a challenge. He was like, oh, you said I'm not going to bark? Yeah. I'm a bark. <laughs> yeah. And I had a headache last night. Couldn't go to sleep. I woke up four times. Once because it was hot. The other time, the Google Home. Oh, my goodness. Mako. Someone okay. is talkative. What kind I of know. dog is Mako? Mako is a husky. And he may need to go to the bathroom is what he's telling me right now. So may, let me end my uncomfortable moment and maybe we do need to take a little bit of a pause, but um, a little ad break maybe. Um, but yeah, I was woken up four times, once by this guy, not because he was barking, but because he walks in and out of the room and I forgot that. And so I thought someone was burglarizing the place oh, and <laughs> first busted into the room. But uh, yeah, he uh, definitely surprised me. <laughs> And it's all just un unfamiliar. So I've just been uncomfortable for the past 24 hours and probably tonight as well. But it's okay. Well, at least you know it's not a burglar. It's just the dog. Just the dog. <laughs> just the friendly dog. So. Who has to pee, probably. Yeah, he has to pee. 
Okay, well, we're going to take a quick pee break. And when we come back from the pee break, (laughs) uh, we're going to dive into our topic today, uh, which is actually the topic of people-pleasing. Since we are recovering people-pleasers ourselves, we thought we'd share our discomfort and lessons that we've learned with all of you. And we're back. Well, I'm back. Had to take the doggy on a poopy trip. (laughs) Had some uh, uncomfortable encounters with some friendly dogs. But I'm back, and I'm here to introduce the topic of the day of our finale episode of the season. So cheers to that. I'm going to take a little sippy. (laughs) But today, we're going to talk about, you know, Vanessa hinted at it, but we're going to talk about us as recovering, or so we say we are recovering people pleasers. Yes. And so... We didn't even plan on doing this wait. topic, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, wait, can we, can tell we just talk about? <laughs> Not the plan. Usually, like... yes. Usually <laughs> Vanessa and I have our little pre-recording session catch-ups. And as we were doing our little catch-up this time, we're like, we had a whole different other episode planned. But because things just aligned, we're like, oh, okay. we our little... Melissa hopped on. Melissa hopped on. Mm-hmm. And she was just telling me about how she was uncomfortable because of all these things revolving around people pleasing. And I was like, wait, I also today encountered some of that myself. And one of my really good friends actually contacted me earlier asking to go on a hot girl walk because she was having, she's feeling a little in crisis also based around people pleasing. So like doing too much for others and not enough for herself. And mm-hmm. like, wait, are we all going through this right now? What's happening? So yeah, are we all people pleasers <laughs> or recovering people pleasers or thought we were recovering people pleasers and are still people people pleasers and we're just in Maybe. denial? Like what's happening? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> about it and i was just like we should probably just record this because this is <laughs> with this for so long and i feel like other people clearly are also dealing with this too so it's not just us it's making others uncomfortable as well so we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna get into it today and we have a fun quiz that you can even participate in right. as well <laughs> so but before we get into the fun little game yeah um we do have a couple definitions for people of people pleasers for those who oh, I don't know, maybe don't even know what unsure. a people pleaser is, or who or, or don't unsure. think they are. Yeah, like I right. didn't think I was, and then we read the definition. <laughs> right, and on, honestly, I feel like they're like everything. There's a spectrum of people pleasing, but yeah. uh, apparently, here are two different definitions that you could, you know, mull over and see if it relates to you. So, one of two definitions is people pleasers are people that tend to do anything possible to avoid conflict even mm-hmm. if it means turning into an entirely different person. <laughs> That's just the definition that gets me. Like, you're right. a completely new human. You're not who you once were. This is uncomfortable. I don't want any conflict. I'm just going to not be it. who I am. <laughs> I'm not me. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I'm not me. Okay. And well, the other definition. To that defini- listen to it and you're like that's not me there's another definition and it might get you so (laughs) right right so this this other definition that is from apparently a source called medical news today Mm, is uh people pleaser is a person that feels a strong urge to please others even at their own expense they may feel that their wants and needs don't matter or again like the previous definitions they are willing to alter their personality around others (laughs) which i used to think was a strength can I just the say, altering the personality part? Yeah. 
I always thought like, oh, what like, are you, Supergirl? I'm just a <laughs> Wonder Woman. I'm just a Gemini. You know, I just like fit in, and like I, I mold. I fit the vibe. I can, I can mesh. But maybe that's not it at all. <laughs> I feel like there's a balance, though. You know, there's one thing to completely change your personality in front of different groups versus yeah. including yourself and being open to the vibe of the group you know that there's is a, true that's why i think there's a spectrum there's a balance of like actually people pleasing versus you know yeah contributing to the environment that you're in you know okay if you still are not convinced that you are a people pleaser <laughs> or have people pleasing tendencies then this next part this next segment of our show is for you because we're about ding, to play ding, ding. Are you a people pleaser? And so what's going to happen is I am going to read aloud um, the signs, the symptoms of being a people pleaser. <laughs> and we did not come up with this. This is from a website called Very Well Mind. And the article is titled How to Stop People Pleasing. <laughs> so clearly there is a need. So I'm going to read the symptoms. Um, and then if you, if this is, if this tracks for you, Melissa, you're going to put your thumb up. I as well. And if it doesn't, you're going to put your thumb down, which feels very much like a game I played in tutoring earlier today. But anyway. Can I use fun. my little like buzzer that I have with me today? You this little cat buzzer. buzzer. Okay. <laughs> so if, if, I, if it applies to me, if you hear a little meow, it's, it's Melissa, Melissa. <laughs> saying that she relates. Okay. <laughs> great. For those of you who are not watching the video, you can definitely. That's great. Thanks, Melissa. So inclusive. <laughs> Okay, and if you are listening, please play along. If you're if you're a people pleaser, or if you don't know you it's are, kind of like never have I ever, but the opposite, I suppose. It's like but it's like I your... do these things, and I'm mm -hmm. now a people pleaser. Okay, are you ready? Right. Yes. Here we go. Okay, number one, you have a difficult time saying no. Okay, the second one. You are preoccupied with what other people might think. I feel like that one's like a middle for me. Like not always. I care, I think, to a certain extent. In anxious moments, maybe. But yes, when okay. I'm, you know, when I walk into a situation pretty neutral, balanced, and chill. <laughs> no, not really. I feel like that might be more for me in times of conflict or stress. And then I'm like, oh, I wonder... I wonder what they're what thinking. They're thinking about the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Next. Number three. You feel guilty when you tell people no. <laughs> Very emphatic. Love it. Okay. Next one. Number four. You fear that turning people down will make them think you are mean or selfish. Oh my God. I didn't read any of these before we started recording. And wow, does that one relate to me? I just talked about this with my therapist. I had I therapy today. <laughs> just so everyone knows therapy. my life. <laughs> well, I mean, that's I'm part a of therapy session and hopped onto this call. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how we got to talking about it. But no, that definitely applied to me too. Okay. Next one. Uh, you agree to things you don't like to do or things you don't want to do. Mm, it's. I feel like lately I haven't been as much, but that's because I recognize that I had been doing that. 
Um, I, but in, in like what, in what situations, like right. work well, situations, social situations with friends or like, I think it's all of it. So in work, definitely. But I feel like at work, there's a pressure to do those things because you feel like you have to do those things because mm-hmm. like, maybe it's your job. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> sometimes it's not your job. Sometimes it's not. And that's when it sucks. Yeah. And when you know, it's not your job and you, you feel like you have to say yes. But I, in social situations though, you know, if one person wants to do something and you kind of don't want to do that thing but you just kind of go along with it anyway, or you do it anyway. I've definitely been guilty of that many times, many times, especially if the other person is very like stubborn is the wrong word, but just very adamant, I think about, about what they want to do. So, and yeah. And I think too, it relates to kind of what we've done here at the podcast. We, we purposely put ourselves into these kinds of situations sometimes where we do things that we typically would to do but when it comes to boundaries and comfort level of things that you are doing with friends and things like that that's when I think that's kind of the situation what we're talking about yes yes because I agree I've done I've done that too where I'm like okay I'll do this but you know I'm here for the friendship you know sure (laughs) don't really want to do this but and then most like a lot of times or maybe 50 50 or more than 50 50 like I end up having a good time but then you know there's mm. sometimes where I'm just like, I didn't eh, want to do this. I shouldn't have done didn't this. Do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, right. Next one. And this, this probably applies to many people, but you struggle with feelings of low self-esteem. Yeah. yeah same. Yeah. Okay. Next. That was a sad meow too. <laughs> that was. It knew. <laughs> I was like, oh. Uh, okay. You want people to like you and feel that doing things for them will earn their approval. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a general thing. <laughs> yeah. With this one, I feel that if it's combined with all the other ones, right? Um, mm-hmm. But on the flip side, some people are like, well, I'm going to do what I want and you're going to like me or you're not, which right. I am striving to be more of because honestly, yeah. What's the point? Because then they like, they don't like you for who you are or what you're doing. It's what you do for them. Exactly. Or like what they perceive you to be because you're doing things for them, right? Or, or right. trying to mold mm-hmm. yourself to meet whatever you think that they want. So there's that too. Yeah, this is the part where I like, I I thought, you know, I, I guess there's just so many categories here in signs. This is one of the ones where I agree with you. I'm definitely doing more things that I want to do and for doing things I want to do for myself. Yes. And if people gravitate to that or not, whatever. Yes. And I was just like, cool, check that off. I'm a recovering people pleaser. But there's so mm-hmm. many facets. There's so many. There's so, so many. many. So. Okay, the next one, I think we even have an episode on this. You're always telling people you're sorry. 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 Yeah. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. Even when you don't have to. I, I think that's the big piece too is, is, and it doesn't say this in the article, but I think it's when you don't have to, especially. Yeah. I I've feel like for a time. while, for a while, I was doing okay and being a little bit more aware of when I was saying sorry and the situation didn't call for it. Yeah. But recently, I've been ca- like, I don't know what happened, but I've just been apologizing left all and right. The time. Yeah. All the it's time. It's kind of Hold annoying. On. I hear it come out of Hello. my mouth and I'm like, why am I apologizing? Um, yeah. I'm like, why? you should apologize to me. <laughs> <laughs> like for these super trivial things but you know like yes. I'm like why why is it my default to say I'm sorry 
It's a great question. Yeah. And it's not everyone's default. And it's certainly not. What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask them. If you feel like you're someone who doesn't say sorry all the time, please let us know what's up because we don't know what that's I like. I know. We have a friend that doesn't say sorry all the time. And and I didn't mean it in that like it's a bad thing. She's great at knowing to not apologize for things. What? Who? Shout okay, out to sorry. Annie. Oh, oh my she doesn't God. apologize yes. for things. Like, you know, she's learned yes. over time, which is what we're all trying to do, to be mm -hmm. more confident in what we're saying and to not apologize for existing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you know? So that's, that's always trying to strive good. for that. To do that more. Anyways. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Annie goals. <laughs> Hashtag goals. Uh, <laughs> next one. You take the blame even when something isn't your fault. Mm, no. Do I? I feel maybe, like probably, so maybe. I can't think of a specific example, but I wouldn't put it past me. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past me either. You wouldn't put it past me. Okay, next one. You never have any free time because you are always doing things for other people. I think you need to press that a couple more times because that's how this whole thing got started. <laughs> yeah. Can I just share? I guess I could have shared that as my uncomfortable moment, which would have well, tied into this topic. But I'll We're all share uncomfortable here. It's fine. We're all uncomfortable. Yeah. I went into this recording session letting Vanessa know how chaotic <laughs> the past day has been. Um, again, I'm not in my normal situation in my in my own home. I am house sitting. I am dog sitting. Um, but yeah, I, yesterday I had all kinds of things going on. I'm also picking up my brother from school lately. My mom had surgery a couple weeks ago. So I'm just helping out with all of the, like all of that stuff, like yeah. meals on the weekends, all that, all of that stuff. So it's just yesterday I was dropping off food to a friend and I was like, here you go. Here's my status update. I did this. I did this. I'm going to pick up the food. I'm going to bring it to you. I'll let you know when I'm leaving so that I can get. And then he was like, wow, it sounds like you spent the whole day doing things for other people. What have you done for yourself today? And I'm like, huh. What, <laughs> what are you saying What's about? <laughs> What'd that be? And I, I jokingly responded. I was like, I'll just, I'll just sleep later. That'll be for me, right? <laughs> and then tie it back to my uncomfortable moment. I had the worst sleep of my life yesterday. Right, right, right. Like, <laughs> the most horrible sleep. So You're yeah, it, it just really You're did. Uh, right. And I, I was like, thank you for that reminder to do something for myself. Yeah. And I brought that up to my therapist today. And she was just like, yeah, well, and, and this actually ties into do a little bit of like a, a segue, but related to that, mm -hmm. because um, my therapist asked me, she's like, okay, well, you've been busy. You've had a cu busy couple of weeks, a, a month or so, which is fine. Sometimes you fall off the self-care train, but then you get back on. Is there something even tiny, 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 tiny that you have consistently done despite, d done for yourself despite all of the busyness? So I want to ask you, Vanessa, because there's a lot of things that you are up to all the time tutoring right before this, like all these yeah. things, you're always doing your side hustles. What mm -hmm. is something that is kind of your non-negotiable self-care thing that you do for yourself, regardless if it's tumultuous, crazy around you? Because for me, what I said is like, I, I at least at the very, very least, I do my skincare at the end of the day. 
Like I do my skincare routine, give myself that five, 10 minutes to do my mm-hmm. self-care routine at the end of the night, as well as my daily gratitude journal. Those are the two things that yeah. I will do despite the chaos around me. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to ask you what you do. Um, okay. So there's two things. One of them is very simple and like maybe it's the true thing, but it's so small. It's that I make my bed. Like, hmm. Come hell or high water, I will make my bed. And if it's not made, it's because I've chosen to like let it breathe because I read that you're not supposed to always make your bed. Whatever. Um, <laughs> okay, well that's a different. I'm curious about that, and we'll talk about that. I don't know, something about bacteria. <laughs> it's probably not truly correct, but like whatever. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna let it, I'm gonna let it breathe. Let the bed breathe. Okay. It's cool. <laughs> but that's a conscious choice. Yes, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. It's not because I am like neglecting. Like I'll I'll do it even if it's like a quick one. Um, and mm-hmm. then the other thing that I try to do, and this is what tripped me up today, okay, mm. is berries because I keep trying to like get in. So one, there is a challenge going on right now. And because of my food poisoning, I was delayed in my ability to go to classes. And so I was like, I need to get my classes in A, before my passes expire and then B, before the challenge ends. So like stress. And I'm trying to fit it into my work day, even though it's not fitting and like, all these other things. And it's like, today I was trying to work and then also go on that last minute call to friendship for the hot girl walk. Call and to then friendship, also- I love it. <laughs> it's called to I friendship. Love- call to friendship. Anyways, okay, continue. <laughs> go on that walk, tutor, meet with you to record, go to Barry's, and then also- Well, that I was have- the thing. I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> and then also I have Hula. And I thought I could just make it happen. I was like, it's fine. I'll show up late. I won't get the full workout, but like I'll get like a little more than half Something, of it. Like yeah. it'll be okay, whatever. Um, But it's like, okay, I could have prioritized that and scheduled my life around it. But mm-hmm. it's like, I, I end up trying to just squeeze it in, which squeeze I think is all part in. of the problem is that the thing that I do for myself is something I'm squeezing in. It's not like carving out time in your day for it yeah, to be something exactly. that you are not stressing to get to. Right. So it's like I could have been like, oh, here's this thing that is like I a non-negotiable that I'm doing at this time. Everything else falls around it. But instead, like you said, it's just like I'm adding stress to my life, trying to squeeze it all in, even though. Right. And then it's like this negative monologue in my head about like, oh, my gosh, now you're not going and you really should because this and that. And like now the chat, like all this just like negative self-talk mm-hmm. arises then mm-hmm. from this thing that's supposed to be for me. That it's yeah. not being for me because I'm prioritizing other things and other people, which right. I don't regret doing that today obviously like because I care deeply about the people who I'm prioritizing um mm-hmm. but I I definitely have deprioritized berries and it's not for as good of a of reason if that makes any sense like you know like yeah, it's no that makes sense people. because yeah no 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 that to- makes total sense because then she asked me what are some things self-care wise that you have been slacking on and mm. i was like oh exercise for sure because october was a such a busy month for me that i like and i Where have a workout go? tracker i don't know <laughs> i don't know where october went i really I'm don't surprised. know yeah on the back page of my date of my monthly gratitude journal thingy i have a workout tracker and i do it for fun because it's i get to put a sticker like a sticker for me every day that I move my body and I exercise. And I looked at September and August and I was like, wow, look at this page. It's pretty full. 
Then I looked at October and I'm like, wait, November already started? Let me look at October's workout track. I'm like, what happened? Like, what happened? (laughs) I really did not prioritize that at all, you know? Mm. Anyways, so I just wanted to ask that because when we talk about people pleasing, it's we're prioritizing all these other things. Then we go to the wayside, like the things that we need to recharge and be ourselves you know so if you're listening same question goes to you right what is it that you do for self-care that you prioritize Mm -hmm. for yourself and what have you been slacking on that you know you need to do for Mm self-care it's hard uh okay well and that leads me that leads me to where is it we did we did did we do you neglect your own needs in order to do things for others was that the one we just did that led us to this conversation well, it's a nice segue because the one that we were just talking about was that we never have the free, free time. time. Well, the segue mm-hmm. then is, yeah, you neglect your own needs, which we just talked about. So clearly we we're guilty of it in order to do <laughs> things for other people. And I think there's a, <laughs> I feel like there's a time and place like, you know, like your mom had surgery. And so obviously you're going to want to help out. Right. But there's mm-hmm. also a line, right? So it's that balance of boundaries versus being self-sacrificing and yes. how do they do how do we do that <laughs> how do you yeah support? and I actually talked to my therapist about that today she's like what else do you want to talk about in process today and I said well mm. it has been not that it's been rough it's just been like this new added um, responsibility that I've taken on here and there mm-hmm. as I've been off from work picking him up from school and he it's not just him getting picked up it's a carpool so I'm picking him up and his friends up and I'm doing the train offs you know and so it if I'm just picking him up it's not too big of a deal it takes like 45 minutes in total but when I'm dropping all of them off it's like an hour and a half of my life and that's in the grand and here's me justifying and you know trying to make myself not seem selfish again um is in the grand scheme of things i have 24 hours in the day what's one and a half hours of my time but still it is one and a half hours of my life that it's still and then it's not even just that the act of doing it it's like the making sure that whatever i want to get done is done by a certain time so i can get there at a certain time and time you know so it's like adjusting a lot of things in my schedule to do this and i yeah get that and i'm willing to do that but my therapist was like well what have you what have you done to state this boundary of when is the end date of this? Because I told her, I was like, I asked my mom and I did ask her, I was like, when is this schedule going to change when you go back to work, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. And then she was like, when you ask her, you're giving her options and not setting a boundary. When you, let's rephrase it and state it as, this will be the last day that I'm doing the pickup drop-off situation. How are we, how can I help and adjust from there? Versus putting it in her court to be like, I'm here for you to like. Because you're still people pleasing at that point. Yeah. Right. You're, because you're... how can I help you basically? And not that I don't want to help, but it's like, sure. this is a boundary. I'm mm-hmm. willing to help, but I there is a certain boundary that I need to put in place so that I could get back to my, whatever I was trying to figure out before this. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't yes. know. I think, and, and every culture has this, I think, in it. Well, maybe not every. I think a lot, though, do. And in Filipino culture, it's called, like, utang na loob, where it's, like, you feel like you owe, especially your family, 
mm-hmm. need to look at the direct translation, but it's the sense I kind of think of it sometimes as guilt where you like feel like you have this eternal debt that you must repay that you actually will never be able to repay simply mm-hmm. for the fact that you were birthed and and yeah. and raised and taken care of no matter how well or not well um and i think part of it or part of the people pleasing aspect at least maybe for you and me is that we come from that sense or like that that background and i feel like our parents have that and so it just kind of yeah. gets like passed, passed on generationally and here we are still right paying for trying it. to we're the um we've said this before we're the generation that's trying to break these cycles and it's yes. difficult when we try it's to do so that hard. aka putting in boundaries and um yeah i said to my therapist i was like yeah usually in times of frustration when i'm not getting a clear answer or the the question that i'm state or putting on the table is getting brushed off i'm like well i end up just frustratingly saying like well what do you need for me and then again, that's not solving the problem. That's no. again putting it in their court to be like, well, I need you to do all of these things. And then even if say, I can't, yeah, even though if, if I you can't say no, you feel me. bad. Exactly. Yeah. So, I told her, I was like, I don't want to come off as selfish or unwilling to help. And the added layer that I have right now is that. Again, this is someone the this is a judgment that I am thinking other people are putting on me. Is that she's not working right now? What is what else is she doing? Oh, of course, she well, has time. That ties into like one of yeah. the ones I said earlier, where you are mm-hmm. concerned about what other people think of you. Exactly. But in this case, it's mm-hmm. like you're concerned of people's perception that you just have all this time because you're not working right now. Right. Yeah. So <sighs> all the things. All right. Well, last <laughs> one. If you haven't thumbsed up at least two by now, I'm pretty sure you're lying. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> These are just healthy people that have healthy boundaries. That we don't know exist, and hopefully people are like that in the world. I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, last one. Someone needs is, to be. You pretend to agree with people, even though you feel differently. I, I think I do do this. I, I think I do. This. I'll say also. Yeah, I'll I say. just think everyone does it though. And yeah, maybe it is and- situational. I think so because I think, you know, it's there's a balance between I think people pleasing on that extreme sense versus picking and choosing your battles and what's mm. even worthy of like addressing or bringing up. Again, we go back to the definition of avoiding conflict or confrontation. Yeah. But if it's something that you deem value-wise is not worth it to ruffle feathers then maybe for you that day that's the right choice and it's but you know again it's it's that balance you don't want to also be an avoidant person and just agree even though you thoroughly deeply disagree with something that's important that they're saying um so i think it's again situational i do wonder well we'll get to this in a bit but just this idea of because you mentioned earlier is it a little bit of having anxiety sometimes of like not wanting, to, right? Or is it, or is it the people pleasing? Maybe one leads to the other. But uh, anyway, if, no matter how many times you thumbs up or thumbs down, the general idea is that people pleasers are typically really good at tuning into how other people are feeling, very empathetic, thoughtful, caring. Uh, and it says in the article that actually those positive qualities may come with a poor self image. A need to take control, which I very much am like 
huh. guilty of, or a tendency to overachieve, which I know oh, we both talked it. about. <laughs> You know that thing on social media where everyone's like, I guess maybe this is a millennial TikTok or millennial reels, but everyone's, not everyone, but there's a lot of videos that are like, look at this specific situation that happened in life in the early 2000s. And then everyone's comments are like, wow, no one really had a unique experience, huh? I thought this was specific to me, but everyone seems to have this experience. This is what I'm feeling right now. Like overachiever. What was the other things? Uh, like, overachiever, I, need to take control. Need to take control. And poor self-image. Which <laughs> I was, again, talking about that to my therapist as well. <laughs> like, wow. Great. Cool. So I asked where those people pleasers wow. because of these things. And I, I truly did not think that I was. I remember you bringing up a long time ago the idea mm-hmm. of being a people pleaser, acknowledging it, and, and making an effort to be less of one. And at the time... I mean, obviously supported your journey, but I was like, eh, that's interesting. I don't know if I'm a people pleaser. And now that, like- <laughs> and now that I've, you know, learned more, it's very clear that I am, or at least was one and have since taken steps to not be, which has ruffled feathers, absolutely has ruffled feathers because people, mm-hmm. and I talked to my therapist about this because I've been working with her on, on, on making changes and One of the things that I told her I wanted to stop doing was over-functioning for people, overthinking, over-planning, trying to make sure that they have what they need, trying to offer solutions when they have problems, all of these things that I thought made me a good friend because I was doing all of those Mm people-pleasing aspects. But in reality, were very draining to me and tiring Mm -hmm. and ultimately led to me being dissatisfied when they like got upset with me for trying to help or at least I thought I was trying to help right or if like an addition to that is is too it's like or you not you specifically but like mm. royal you is don't see reciprocation in in that sense too it's like oh I thought every good friend did Did all of this yeah right and then when other people don't do those things you're like wait why aren't you doing the things that I bent over backwards to do for you? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But anyways, ever since I stopped trying to do that, which um, I made a really conscious effort of it like about a year ago. And I told her like, mm-hmm. I, I want to stop doing this. And ever since she warned me actually that sometimes when you make a change like this, and obviously you're not going to go around telling people like, Hey everyone. Fuck you. Fuck- <laughs> not getting on like Instagram live and being like, Hey everyone. So today I'm going to go ahead and stop people pleasing. I'm going to stop over functioning. <laughs> if you're used to me planning or doing things for you or going out to meet you and you not coming to meet me or me making the plans or organizing things. Like if you're used to that, get ready. Cause all that's going away. Uh, or like over communicating, whatever, all the things. Right. Um, she said, once you stop doing that, People will feel the change and they won't be able to obviously articulate that that's the change, but like they will react a certain way and they might actually like draw back. They might actually yeah. lean in. You don't know until you do it though. And then you what can see kind be. of what that looks like. And I'm not going to lie. Like it's been painful to, to try to set boundaries, to say no, because all those feelings of guilt 
and feeling like I'm being a bad friend. Like this goes against everything that I thought that you were supposed to do. Uh, it just hurts. Yeah. I don't know if you've experienced this with you. Cause I know you specifically have been working on as if there's like 10 people in the room, you specifically, obviously, <laughs> but <laughs> I know you've been working on setting boundaries and like sticking to them, which inspired me to try to also set boundaries. <laughs> and stick to them. Yeah. And yeah. And have I you experienced I, this. <laughs> say, are we the same? Am I not alone? Um, no, you're not alone. Um, I, in a similar sense, and I guess maybe back because this was a while ago. Um, I don't think I even had the vocabulary of um, that we have today to talk about, you know, people pleasing and all of these different yeah. elements. But I just know I was just feeling so it was not building resentment per se. That resentment seems like a strong word. But I know with the uh, my group of friends, um, I used to be part of this group called the planning committee where it was like three of us that would be always the one that was planning all the things, getting all the get togethers and all that stuff. Right, and right. maybe because I am also over-functioning in that sense where I'm just like, okay, we're going to do all this stuff. We're going to like meet, we're going to like plan out all the details and, and I enjoy those kinds of things. But then when people are unresponsive or don't respond on, like don't respect my time when it comes yep. to that stuff. And that means a lot to me and they don't know that that disconnect as well of like mm. kind of like disregard of of what it means to communicate back and forth and work with me to, to plan things I kind of stepped back I was just like yeah. okay well then I'm just not going if if things are going to be planned I'm willing to contribute and respond if people are going to take the effort to plan something because I know yeah. how it feels to be yeah. on the planning side of things. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to initiate as many things or like volunteer myself as often to yeah. to plan things because it's, again, exhausting, draining, yes. um, and yeah. at times can be discouraging when things are not like working out, you know? And, and I also was specifically working on boundaries and stopping people pleasing tendencies in the workplace as well. And so that's why I was like, cool, I'm working on this. I'm a recovering people pleaser. You know what I'm saying? Well, but then knowing it the is half family asked, right. Acknowledging is half the matter. I think, well, depending on who you are, I personally think that for some people, maybe for you, not, I don't really have a big family, so it's not as, it's not the same, but, um, when you set boundaries with your family, I actually think that's a little harder than it is at work because at work you can be like, Oh, well, like that's not, that's outside of my hours or that's not in my job description. Like you can cite something mm -hmm. concrete, right? Like I can't tell my mom, Oh, sorry. That's not actually in my job description as your daughter. I'm <laughs> I'm not going to go ahead and do that right now. Unless you compensate me. Like, you know, there's, it's not, that it's, not as, it's not as black and white. It's very gray. Uh, I'm glad you said that because it, it is, it is, it has been really eye-opening, you know, trying, that's something that I've been actively working on with my therapist is like communication within my family unit is just mm -hmm. bonkers bananas. Like I don't understand what's going on a lot of the time. And I don't, I know I feel these like urges and like pent up frustration when certain little things happen. And then when you think about it, it's like, why is those things triggering? It's like, because all of these seemingly expectations that are on me mm -hmm. and expected of me because I've been doing them for so long 
or I'm just that person in the family that will do that, you know, yes. Yes, it's hard yes. to start dismantling that stuff. Okay. But that's the thing. It's like you and and one of our, one of our friends, I feel like she experienced this as well when she moved out of her parents' place. It's just like mm-hmm. your, your family has this idea of who you mm-hmm. are and how they can treat you and what you will mm-hmm. or will not do for them. And if you've played into a role for so long, whether it was like the planner or the supportive person or like the whatever, fill in the blank, right? Like what is your role? And you suddenly decide that you're going to stop feeding into that. Your family freaks out, doesn't know how to react. They might call you selfish. They might just, you know, blow up at you or or be unsure of how to approach you. And that can be hard. And then it makes you not want to continue to set those boundaries because it almost seems like is it really worth it to go through all of this strife and stress? Because it's still stressful. I was stressed before. I'm still stressed now. So, <laughs> and it's stressed. a it's a new stress. Like it's a it's, a it's an stress. unfamiliar stress. I was yes. also talking about that too because I, I, I was talking to her about this fear of not necessarily um, change per se, but I mean not necessarily of failing at my boundary setting. It's more so of this like new added stress of maintaining that you know like yeah. i could state it is one thing but to continue to reiterate it because it's this is it's a learned behavior from before and it's gonna yeah. need to be reinforced multiple times that's yes. the part that's the part that's uncomfortable you know that is the hard part yeah because again like they're used to you being a certain way or doing Available. a certain thing <laughs> yeah yeah and and i will say that uh effects of people pleasing according to this article are anger and frustration anxiety and stress, depleted willpower, lack of authenticity, weaker relationships. Those are the symptoms. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What did you say? Depleted what? Depleted. Uh, oh my God. I lost it. Depleted willpower. Willpower. Yeah. It says devoting all your energy and mental resources toward making sure that others are happy means you are less likely to have the resolve and willingness to tackle your own goals. Oh my god, why is this? Well, no, that's so real. You know, you do things to people. (laughs) Okay, the friend that I was talking to today, the one that reached out to me, um, and whose call to friendship that I responded to, uh, a lot of what she was talking about was at work, feeling the giving, 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 and her job is so intensive, uh, and it's Mm -hmm. always different and changing, and there's so many different needs, and she just has to give, give, give all day, that when she comes home, she barely has the energy to even go to the gym, to just do anything, really, and so you've depleted that willpower, that energy towards other people, and she was saying, you know, I, at what point does it end? When, When do I stop? Like, this is too much. This is too hard, and I think we all do that in different aspects, whether it's work or our personal lives. We just keep giving as people pleasers and we don't take anything for ourselves or give anything to ourselves. Right. Or leave anything but like left for ourselves, really. It's like we mean to give it to ourselves and we mean to put things time aside for ourselves, but it's at the end of the day. That's okay. So that's something. Yeah. That could be a whole episode in itself. A but um, we a we could thing. go on. I just we have taken steps to recover. I suppose you could say mm-hmm. from our people pleasing tendencies. And so, are there any concrete steps that you have actively taken to try to get better at this? Um, asking for help. Oh, mm-hmm. I I'll give a concrete example of something that I've done recently for my mom's birthday. Um, mm-hmm. 
it is very common in my family to have last minute plans for things. I ask, being the planner that I am, I ask two months in advance, what do you want to do for your birthday? Where do you want to eat for your birthday? Let me make a reservation so we don't have to worry about it on the day of. Let's plan what you want to do ahead of time so no one's going to stress over it, aka me. You know what I'm saying? Um, So Yeah. yeah. And so a week and a half, I believe, maybe two weeks okay. before the birthday, she was like, mm-hmm. I want to have brunch at the house since I can't really like go out out okay. right now. And I was like, okay, doable. And then, you know, then I started thinking about all the logistics of like what is going to be on the menu. Some people are vegetarian. Some people are dairy free. Are we mm-hmm. cooking everything? Are we ordering? All those things. Yes. And then I immediately got overwhelmed and I was like, cool. Um, also this is like a Halloween theme thing. So she also was like, we could decorate pumpkins. And then she's like, can you send out an invitation tomorrow? And I'm like, okay. Um, good for her that we have Canva and we make things all the time. Just like last minute on. So I just was able to do that. But long story short, I was like overwhelmed with all of the things that are happening. And I straight up was like, I I can't do this by myself. I'm going to need people to help me, whether Mm -hmm. it's between grocery shopping monetarily like also i am right. unemployed right now Who's so reimbursing you for these costs? <laughs> i was not re- reimbursed um but the grocery shopping the cooking all of that stuff i'm mm-hmm. gonna need help i can't do it by myself and so my dad actually was just like okay i'll cook he volunteered i was, was like surprised actually wow. like, i will cook all of the breakfast meats because my dad does that all the time so I was like this is your bread and butter anyways I don't even want to do that so let me just do all the like I'll do the French toast casserole like the little things and the cheese board because I'll do that but it was nice to be able to be comfortable to be like I can't do this by myself Mm -hmm. I'm gonna need help with grocery shopping this and listing what I needed help with and before I would just be like I wouldn't do that I would just kind of carry it all on my shoulders or just talk to my brother and be like Mm -hmm. all of this stuff and then he'd offer to help but it wasn't an active ask, like an mm. intentional ask for help, like yeah. I did this time. Okay. So, yeah. I think asking for help is a big thing. It's like you can't always do it by yourself. Yeah. Which I think people try to do because they're either afraid of the perception if you don't do it all by yourself or mm-hmm. they're just scared to ask people to help. Or they will need control, you know, like wanting to control the aspect, like the yes, situation. Yes. The control too. is a big piece, always has been for me. Uh, and So one of the things that I've been trying to do recently is identify if this is a moment where I'm trying to control the outcome and then Mm. talk myself through what even is the purpose of controlling the outcome. Uh, Do you need to control the outcome? Why is, what is this urge like? Yeah. So I, and I can give a recent example too. So like I reached out to someone who I had kind of, you know, have a really close relationship or had, I don't know now, um, and was trying to repair a misunderstanding potentially. And I couldn't figure out what to say for the longest Mm -hmm. time. I was sitting with feelings and I just couldn't figure out, I knew I didn't want to be combative at all because Mm -hmm. that's not what I was trying to do. I knew that for a fact. Uh, But every time I would think of something to say, it always kind of seemed combative in the sense that it necess- it necessitated a response, right? Like, it, it, the, you know, when someone reaches out to you and you can tell that there's a, a, a response required of you versus mm, when someone's mm-hmm. just like letting you know something. And I really didn't want it to be 
something that came off negative. I didn't want it to be something that came off with like anger attached to it at all. Um, and then every time I, so finally I got to a point where I was like, Hey, you are clearly trying to control this outcome for what reason? Like, what is the fear that you have that you need to control the outcome to be a certain yeah. way? And I, I definitely realized that it was like fear of, one of them was like fear of abandonment, obviously. And I think people pleasers like myself, if you're a similar brand of people pleasing that I am, it's, you know, <laughs> you're trying to make sure that the relationships you have stay in your life because you're afraid of abandonment. Maybe that's because of trauma. I uh, love that always. And, but you can't control. I didn't come up with this. I was told you cannot force people to stay in your life. And you cannot control what people do. You can only control what you do. And I was like, yeah, logically, I know you're right. But also having a hard time accepting that right. uh, for numerous reasons. And it took me at least at least two weeks, maybe three to finally, maybe longer, if I'm being really honest, to get to the place where I didn't need a response and I was going to be OK with the outcome. And it wasn't until then that I was able to say anything. Uh, but the, the former people pleaser in me was freaking out yeah. because here I am trying to avoid conflict, but also bringing up a difficult issue, but difficult doesn't have to mean conflict, but that's not always my experience. And so it's mm -hmm. like these competing forces of like avoiding conflict, worrying what they're going to think of me, trying to control a situation, like not being like, used to things, not happening, knowing like the reaction or the response or lack thereof that you're going to get. So like these unknown factors the that unknown, you're now opening. Yes. Yeah. The, this Pandora's box basically. Okay. Basically. Okay. Yeah. But you know, it's just, life's too short, I think too. So it's like, okay, I can't just keep this in. And I don't know about right. you, but as a people pleaser, I tend to just like keep it inside and then like it comes out maybe in therapy um, or it just <laughs> makes me tired. And so that depleted willpower effect, I felt that like, ugh, like why bother? What, what mm -hmm. am I doing? What's going on? Yeah. Um, it builds resentment and builds um, yes. like, yeah, that, it's like, why, why are we always tired? Because there's just so many stresses that we don't like really acknowledledge that we're going through day to day, yes. you know, it's including these kinds of situations that deplete energy, but we don't, if it's not work, it's not like, why would you not, you know what I'm saying? Like we always just identify as uh, like your nine to five as your work that should make you tired versus mm -hmm. the other things that you're building in your life contributing to that energy exertment you know it's... I want to name I think that both of us have done a really intentional and good job of identifying the things that we at least want to do for ourselves are we perfect about always doing them no but we at mm -hmm. least know the things we want to do and I think you and I both have really tried to prioritize those things in a way that we hadn't been even like last year last season I don't think we were prioritizing yeah. ourselves in the way we are now. I, I mean, we started out, we kicked off the season with Melissa quitting her job, which I think is like the <laughs> biggest thing that you could possibly have done for yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, we've, we've grown a lot is what I'm trying to say. And yeah. if you're also struggling, if you are identifying with everything we're saying, just know that we recognize the growth that you've been through as well, because we're still going through it. It's a journey. And it is. And and growth isn't linear, you know? It's going to be up and down. 
you know, I, I need that room. I, that's a reminder for me because Mm -hmm. it, it just seems like, oh, cool. Melissa quit her job. Now she's going to, you know, go on to the next (laughs) thing and be super credit. No, it's, I'm, as you can hear from this episode, it's like all of these things just come in your life that, you know, you'll just need to deal with. And all of these goals that you have for yourself are still there. It's not something that, you know, it just goes on the wayside. It's, it's something that'll come in ebbs and flows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's not yeah. always going to be progress. Isn't always going to be consistent, but that's okay. As long as you do little things every single day, mm-hmm. like doing your little gratitude journal or even doing your little skincare. That's like mm-hmm. one little thing. That that'll skincare train. But, yeah. Uh, Thank you for we, saying that. <laughs> yeah, we could talk forever about this. And I just, yes. I just know that this is going to be a topic that keeps coming up. We're definitely going to mm-hmm. revisit it in uh, season, season eight. Season eight. So to see if we've completely fallen apart by then or what. <laughs> On this season of Melissa and Vanessa figure out how to not be a people pleaser. <laughs> but season honestly, yes. right, right. We well, hope. cheers to another season, really, yeah. Vanessa, of being honest and vulnerable and acknowledging our growth and doing things that make us uncomfortable doing it anyway and having a good time all of it (laughs) all the time yay but cheers to you yeah cheers to our listeners for hanging in there with us this is Mm -hmm. a long one but i'm excited i think it's gonna resonate with a lot of people it's a good one but yeah thank you again for listening today and all season long we're available wherever you get your podcasts from so if you miss us while we're on our little (laughs) hiatus for a little bit our little break don't worry we have six six other seasons for you to listen to if you haven't listened um but be sure to follow us on instagram and on tiktok during our hiatus maybe we'll do a little like fun stuff posting in there and if you have an episode idea definitely share that if if something sparks from this conversation alone some episode ideas i feel like we we came up with a couple of them on during this conversation Reach out to us. Love it. I like it when people text me or call me or bring it up. Like, hey, I heard this thing and like, I really, you know, whatever, share their experiences. Like, we love to hear it. So please share it with us. Right, right. And um, be sure to contact us. Yeah. On on Instagram or at our website at imuncomfortablepodcast.com. I usually say we release episodes every week, but we're going to take a little break. Vanessa and I are going to go to Phoenix and have a little retreat. We will be reborn. We will be reborn. (laughs) phoenix from ashes <laughs> and come back with season eight with some great episode ideas for you all and hopefully some awesome guests too yeah so stay tuned we love you <laughs> bye